Today, Kayla's Church, we're discussing how to be a Christian friend. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Pradeep Indiva. And I'm Amrita. Kalos means beautiful in Greek. And our prayer is that you would experience the beauty of Jesus Christ today. Right now, people are meeting online and in person at the Hilton Garden Hotel in Bellevue. And if you'd like to join our community, get more connected, we want to personally invite you to our next meet and greet. We get to share a dessert together, hear your story, share the story of Kalos, and see how we can build the kingdom of God together. Yes, we're so thankful that you're joining us today. Mm -hmm. And every week we share some good news mm -hmm. and we pray together about a prayer request that maybe someone or the church has all together. Yeah. And I'm really excited. These are one of my favorite things to announce and it is, drum roll please, Nick and Chelsea are getting married! Yeah. If you didn't catch that because I was so excited, <laughs> our friends Nick and Jelsey are getting married. They yes. got engaged Love this it. last week. So if you see them, or even if you don't see them, get online and <laughs> congratulate them. We're yeah. so excited for you guys yeah. and we love that you are a part of a community as you come together in marriage that just loves you and uplifts you yes. so we Amen. are so excited for you well we also want to spend some time praying together and we have a facebook group where we come together and we share prayer requests throughout the week and we want to invite you to join that yes. as well and we had a mom that shared this week that man isolation has really taken a toll on her little kids and it's been really hard for kids we you know even for mm -hmm. our kids Kids and for families yeah. to connect with one another and I love that she shared this on our Facebook group mm -hmm. and just basically was like is anyone else feeling this way too is anyone else seeing their kids be so impacted by a quarantine and I loved that because we were able to come together and say yeah I understand and so we want to pray together today for kids that need to connect with one another for parents that are wanting to connect with each other and how to do that creatively and safely as well so let's pray together father thank you so much for our community for this facebook group god that you have helped us be able to use to stay so close and stay together through this quarantine and father i pray for all the families father for kids lord from little kids all the way to teenagers and high schoolers lord i pray that your blessing your anointing would be poured out on kids and on families, Lord Jesus. And I pray that, um, Lord, we'd be able to be creative and be able to figure out how best to support our kids in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, without further ado, Pastor Pradeepan is going to continue our Christian Disciplines series. Well, we're continuing our Christian Disciplines series so that we can follow in the words and the ways of Jesus as disciples yeah. and apprentices. Amen. Today, I want to talk about the importance of biblical friendship. You know, the first problem of the Bible was not sin, but solitude. Mm -hmm. And in light of COVID restrictions, I think many of us can relate to this. <laughs> you know, I saw this meme and it's like, when you find out your normal daily lifestyle is called quarantine. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> you know, in the first book of the Bible, God creates the heavens and the earth. He calls it good. Then he creates Adam and says, 
It's very good. And then the book changes the flow and says Genesis 2:18. Then the Lord God said, "It is not good for the man to be alone." Amen. 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 God is alone with Adam and in the garden and God says, "This, bro, it's not good. You need some human relationships." And the fact is we are created for relationships and friendships seem more and more like a lost art. It feels like a lot of us have many connections, but few close friends. Mm. You know, I was reading this article and it says the average American hasn't made a new friend in five years. Mm. A new study has revealed. According to research into the social dynamics of 2,000 Americans, 45% of adults find it difficult to make new friends, with 42% citing introversion or shyness as a reason for their struggle. Mm. The study conducted by one poll in collaboration with Evi also found that for many adults, popularity peaks at the age of 23. Wow. I, I can relate. And here's another me. Not sure if I like being alone because I'm used to not having many close friends or if I don't have many close friends because I like being alone. <laughs> hmm. But this, this lack of friendship is a huge loss, especially yeah. when we consider that Jesus says in John 15, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. Mm. Then he goes on to say in John 15, 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. Mm. Uh, Jesus even referred to himself as a friend of sinners in Matthew 11, the son of man, on the other hand, feasts and drinks. And you say he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. You know, Jesus laid down his life for us as friends. And he says that there's no greater love than yeah. this. And in this series of becoming more like Jesus, here, here's a big point. If you want to grow in love and if you want to be like Jesus, you have to grow in friendship. It's a really important spiritual discipline. Wow. And honestly, my, my friends have helped me grow as a follower of Jesus than almost anything in my life. And I, I believe strong biblical friendships will help you follow Jesus as well. You know, friendships were so important to me that in my high school senior yearbook, my quote with my picture was this, friendship is like peeing your pants. Everybody can see it, but only you can oh, feel the oh warmth. Amen. That's in your yearbook? It really is. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In all seriousness, though, <laughs> in all seriousness, when I first gave my life to Jesus, friends helped me to stay consistent in my prayer times, my Bible reading, and becoming more like Jesus. And they still do to this day. There's an old saying that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that's my reality. Because I made my first Christian friend when I was 13 years old and it has shaped my life so much. His name is Ben Block, he's actually one of the missionaries we support in Japan. And yeah. I met him in our youth ministry, meant for teenagers. And we connected at a church service when we stole the youth pastor's car keys and oh. went into his car and started listening to the Beatles and singing together. Aww. And it was, it was just a, a moment as we skipped a church service together to, <laughs> to listen to that music. But, you know, even though that's probably not the most holy reason to, to gather as friends, <laughs> we began to pray together and worship together, mm. study the scriptures together and participate in the life of the church mm. together. And, uh, in high school, we were even in a Christian band called Two Iceborne. And we spelt it really weird because I was cool back then in the 90s. It was supposed to sound like 
twice born because we're born again in earthly birth and then born of the spirit of God, born from above. But we oh, called it two ICE born. You want to see a video of that? Yes. It's going to be awkward. Please don't lose too much respect for me. <laughs> you know, and after all that music, we began to minister together and we even pastored in the same church for five years together. Mm. And honestly, biblical friendship changed my life and I believe it'll help you too. So let's talk about today how to be a biblical and a Christian friend. Yeah. And so the first thing I want to encourage you to do is number one, initiate. You're going to have to initiate these kind of friendships. Proverbs 18 says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. Mm -hmm. Many of us are waiting for the perfect friend to pursue us. Yeah. And most often, if you want to have friends, first, you have to be friendly. And we say this all the time at Kayla's Church. We don't want to just be a friendly church, but a church of friends. Yeah. But you, you kind of have to start with friendliness, just being available, yeah. being yeah. a friend, taking the initiative. Yes, I know it is hard and intimidating to start friends. I know in the pandemic, many of us have lost our social skills. Yeah. We don't know how to talk to people. I've talked with some of my friends where they saw me in grocery stores and turned away from me just because they didn't know how to small talk. <laughs> I mean, it's intimidating and it's hard to prioritize friendship in our stage of life. Many of us are busy or just tired and there's just so many obstacles, but friendships take initiative. Friendships must be nurtured. Yeah. Half the battle battle uh, is just showing up and mm. saying, hey, I'm going to take uh, some time and effort and try to be friends with you. Yeah. You know, in, in my, my college time, in Bible college, there was a guy who wanted to be friends with me. And so uh, he was in a class with me and he just started one day acting like we were best friends. <laughs> He'd say things like, hey, I saved you seat. Come here. Or, Let's go to the cafeteria before it closes. Uh, and oh, hey, here's here's your extra book for the assignment. I assumed you didn't get it yet. And I was like, how'd you know? Yeah, yeah, thank you. And after a month of this, we were hanging out and doing assignments together. And I was like, when did we become such good friends? <laughs> and then he said, uh, I have something to confess to you. He revealed a plan. He said, I decided I wanted to be your friend, but I didn't know how to start a friendship with you. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm just going to pretend like we're really good friends until we actually become good friends. And guess what? Wow. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, he's another friend and we ended up working together in ministry at a church together for five years. And it started with that friendship. He just yeah. pretended to be my friend, taking initiative until it worked and mm -hmm. it did. And so I, I just want to encourage you, initiate friendships. Call people, make plans, organize things, and your friendship reality is more likely to happen. Show up in people's lives. Don't wait for people to come to you. And uh, full disclosure, be prepared for failure and rejection. Yeah. But it's worth it when you find a true life-giving friendship. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Second thing I want to encourage you to do is confess. John 15, 15, we read this earlier. It says, I no longer call you slaves. This is Jesus speaking because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. Jesus says here, you are my friends because I'm sharing more with you, mm. because I'm confiding in you. Being real, vulnerable, and transparent with people is one of the best things about biblical friendship. Yeah. 
C.S. Lewis says, friendship is born at the moment when one person says to another, what? You too? I thought I was the only mm -hmm. one. People are inspired by our strengths, but connect with our weakness. Yeah. We love sharing our highlight reels with people on social media, but that's not going to foster true friendship. Yeah. Sharing our worst opens up the best part of friendship. What? You knew this about me and you still love me and you still want to be my friend? Wow. And these kind of friendships, honestly, they open up the door for us to find healing. Mm. James 5.16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I, I found that to be true in my friendships. You know, uh, there is a church planter, a guy who started a church with his wife in Portland, and they're called C3, and they're just an amazing group of ministers. They actually started their church in Portland one week after we started Kalos in 2017 here yeah. in Bellevue. Yeah. And we connected, wow, we're both Pacific Northwest pastors, and then I found out his son has autism, and he has a, a younger daughter and has a very similar dynamic to us, church planters. Pacific Northwest, son with autism, younger daughter. And we were like, we're like the same person. And mm -hmm. we, we've just been able to open up about the struggles of starting a church in a very unchurched area. And we've shared and connected over the reality of trying to raise a son with autism. And there have been so many times where we just called each other to vent and share mm -hmm. uh, the burdens and the pain of our heart. And we, we've just cried together and prayed together. And I, I just feel... So thankful I have a friend like him in yeah. my life that totally understands what we're going through. Mm. And that has helped my heart to find healing and to, yeah. to be known. And revealing opens the door to healing. And that is mm. one of the best things you can do in a true Christian friendship. Yeah, amen. amen. Yeah. I pray that you could experience a friendship like that. Mm. Number three, forgive. Proverbs 17.9 says, One who forgives in affront fosters friendship, but one who dwells on disputes will alienate a friend. You're going to make mistakes. And in yeah. friendship, it's important that we replace a cancel culture with a Jesus culture, a culture of forgiveness. You know, ghosting is something that many of us are familiar with. For those of us who are not, it's a reality when someone cuts you out of their life with no notice. One day you're, you're friends, one day you're just not. And uh, that is a very painful, painful thing to find out. Yeah. And it's just not the way of Jesus. You know, if you want to be more like Jesus, then as we're in this Christian discipline series, it's all about becoming more like Jesus. If you want to be more like Jesus, you're going to have to learn how to forgive. That's yeah. kind of his thing, forgiveness and work through issues. I'm not saying you have to trust or be in close proximity with someone, but you, you got to forgive and yeah. if possible, bring resolution with the relationship. And if you're not going to resolve it, at least let the person know like, hey, yeah. I forgive you, but I don't think we're good together yeah, anymore. Good. You know, uh, it's a reality. And I, I think a lot of us are, are just okay with going from friend to friend to friend. Mm. We're okay with going from church to church to church. We're okay with going from relationship to relationship to relationship because we haven't learned how to work through the mistakes that each of us have made. Yeah. We haven't learned how to work through issues and it's going to take a toll. And if you don't believe me, like it's going to come when you get married, you know, yeah. uh, believe it or not, Amritha and I, we are not perfect. And sometimes we make mistakes yeah. and we have to forgive each other for things we've done. Like, Amrita, what's something that you've forgiven me for recently? <laughs> this, mm -hmm. On the spot. Wow. Yeah. 
Have you forgiven me? I do. I forgive you. For what? For um, leaving, for not hanging up your coat. <laughs> what? That makes me look so bad. I didn't ask you. <laughs> I did not ask her to hang up my coat. I forgive you. <laughs> Why do you forgive I should be forgiving you. Tell them what happened. <laughs> it's true. What? I, should, I forgive you. Um, I found his coat on the floor, which kind of bothers me. And so I was like, really, honey? And then he was like, I was literally just out here taking care of the kids. And the first thing you did is criticize my coat on the ground. Can't you just thank me for taking care of the kids? And so then I said, I'm sorry. And then you did what? I followed. I forgave you. You forgave me. But I still kind of sound like the jerk in the story. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't the best thing for me to put my coat just on the floor I admit that, all right? But the context is, <laughs> we were outside with both of our kids, and Amritha took a phone call right when we were bringing them inside. So I had to wrangle a one-year-old and a four-year-old inside, and while I'm taking care of all the kids' coats and shoes, I just happened to leave my coat on the ground because I was keeping them from destroying the house all by myself. And so yeah. after an hour of her talking on the phone, Chatty Kathy over here, she comes out and she's like, really, your coat is on the ground? I was like, I was just surviving with the kids. But you know what? I offer grace and forgiveness and the love of Jesus. I love you. Thank I'm totally you. over Thank it. Thank you. Forgiveness. Yeah. All right. Number four, ask for and offer guidance. Proverbs 27.9 says, perfume and incense bring joy to the heart and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. Let your friends help you make decisions and take steps in your life. I believe it will be a, a beautiful aroma, a pleasantness, as the scriptures say. Bring people into your processes. You know, it's a huge red flag for me when I see someone start a romantic relationship and none of their friends even know. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're yeah. getting married. And we're like, we haven't even met your friends. I thought, how did you not include us? Don't you even care what we think? And people can make their decisions. We don't own anybody. Yeah, but yeah. as a friend, it's nice to be brought into a process and feel like you actually value my advice. Yeah. You actually care about what I think, you know? And so if you want to have a biblical friendship like this scripture talks about, be prepared to ask for advice and to prayerfully give it before a conclusion is made. Listening, asking questions, dropping, drawing the deep things out of one another is a very beautiful part of friendship. Yeah, in is. Proverbs 20, it says, counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will mm -hmm. draw it out. And I, I have friends in my life that draw out the deep yeah. waters. I'm yeah. so thankful I can process and, and hear what something sounds like. Like you're such a verbal processor yeah. and talking things out with friends is such a, a gift. Mm -hmm. It's such a, a blessing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, many of you know me when I get into my like obsessive mode and mm -hmm. I'm kind of in one right now because I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Mm -hmm. And so I've been texting so many people, so many of my friends, like him hey, thinking about this being my podcast name and here's an idea. I'll send them like seven ideas in 20 minutes and it's like kind of annoying and nobody's mm -hmm. been like, Pradeep and stop. 
Yeah. Like you're annoying. I hate you. Like no, no, nobody, everybody has been so, uh, like helpful and yeah. willing to help me. And I'm just like sending them send. I just, I feel so annoying, but my mind is there, but I'm thankful mm-hmm. for, I, I have a community that really mm-hmm. wants to process, to offer yeah. guidance and help. And Amritha, I just want to say thank you for, uh, being graceful <laughs> when I'm in my obsessive <laughs> mode. I mean, how many times have I tried to talk to you about a podcast? Yeah, a like lot. in one hour, yeah. <laughs> like, a lot. So, uh, it, it's, just helpful and so when you have a community that's willing to pray with you yeah. as you make a decision yeah you'll feel stronger and more confident mm-hmm. where you can say like they said in the book of acts it felt good to the holy spirit and to us yeah amen so beautiful number five provide accountability mm. proverbs 27 says this better is open rebuke than hidden love mm. wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses my true friends can call me out on anything. And in our culture, we've learned how to call people out online. Hey, why would you say this? Look, this is how you say this, right? I mean, my Facebook thread blows up when I say something that people don't agree with. Mm-hmm. It's because we live in a call out culture. Yeah. We get kind of social uh, cred and clout when we can show someone why, why they're wrong yeah. publicly. But we as Christians, I don't believe we're supposed to have a call out culture but we're supposed to have a call in culture. Mm. Hey, I I feel like you could do this a little bit better. Mm. I feel like you might be a little bit off, but I'm not going to expose you publicly. I'm going to call you up and talk about this as a friend confidentially before we go public with it. And we can call people higher together. Your true friends will bring you higher. And I I just feel like sometimes we think as friends, we have to be very uh, relaxed and we can't call people to a higher level, but that's not what... Uh, true Christian friends do. We believe the best. We call out purpose. We call out the goodness and yes. the fullness yes, of what good. God is doing. I'm so thankful for friends in my life that say, hey, Pradeepin, why are you settling? That's not who you are. Yeah. You're a man of God. Mm. You're you're a man who's going to love your family. You're a man who's leading a church. You're a man who God has put gifts inside. And I'm so excited to see you, Stuart. And when, you, when you're acting in this hateful or selfish way, that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. I want to call you higher. I, I'm so thankful for relationships like that. My my friend Ben, I was just mentioning at the beginning of the sermon, we did that that band together. I remember one time I was messing up, and I was a pastor at the time, and I was I was being kind of mean and selfish in some decisions I was making. I was being very inconsiderate, and he he didn't want to yell at me, so he decided to write an angry letter to me, and then he read it out loud to me. <laughs> and in it, he's just like, "Pretty Ben, I just don't like what you're doing. You shouldn't be this way. This is what the Bible says." but I believe you can be better. Would you just change? And I was like, Ben, this was so awkward, but thank you for being honest with me. <laughs> and I, I repented, yeah, asked for forgiveness good. and he forgave me and we were able to, to move on. But he, he has made me a better yeah. uh, follower mm. of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Number six, give encouragement. Mm. Proverbs seventeen seventeen says, a friend loves at all times. And Proverbs 18, 24 says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You know, we're going to go through hard times. And in those difficult times, it's great to have a friend who can bring encouragement and and encourage someone that brings you courage and then can strengthen your Mm. courage, encouragement. And we need that. We need people that show up in our lives during hard times times people that can tell you you're strong you're going to make it through this don't give up this is not the end there is more that god has for you you know we at times can be such 
fickle friends, distancing ourselves from people in difficult times. They say, yes, that the painful words of your enemies are, you know, it's difficult, but the silence of your friends during a hard time, that's even more difficult. You know, uh, I'm just so convicted by this because if someone seems too mature or too demanding or too inconvenient, we bail. We find excuses, legitimate ones, of course, to distance ourselves from these kind of friends. Yet Jesus, the perfect, holy son of God, went and hung out among wicked sinners who are extremely immature, difficult, and even dangerous. They crucified him. And the body of Christ desperately needs brothers and sisters born for adversity. And yet they are sadly lacking in many churches. Mm. C.S. Lewis says it like this. Friendship is an instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. And you can draw out people's beauty and their purpose and their goodness, especially when they're discouraged. God could use you to encourage a friend. I pray once again that you would experience a Christian friend like that. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. And number eight, the last point I want to share is this. Create memories. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. Iron sharpens iron. Mm. You know what that means? It means that there's going to be some sparks. There's going to be some frictions, but some amazing things are going to happen. And when you can have friends that you're making memories with, you're going on adventures with, yes, there's going to be sparks, but there's going to be some amazing realities, amazing memories. You know, in my friendships, I, I say this to my friends. When our time together is just rehashing old memories, like with my college buddies, when all we do is go down memory lane, I feel like that is the death of our friendship. It means Mm. things are dying. But my friends are people where we're constantly going on adventures. We're creating new memories Mm -hmm. and people who I'm serving together within the church, people who are going on trips, people who are reading and growing with me in the scriptures and and in leadership and in new and exciting ideas. I I love this. Like uh, Pastor Amitha, she sees this a lot with me and my friends. We'll go through memory lane on YouTube all the time. <laughs> we're, we're just watching video after video, and I can go hours, can't I? Yes. <laughs> in fact, uh, one of my best friends, Joe Schmidt, he just visited us here in Seattle. And uh, actually, I want to show you a video of him and I about 10 years ago. Please don't lose respect for me again. It was 10 years ago. It was a difficult time. We like to make weird videos like that. But uh, we are still making memories together. And it's fun that we can look back at those memories yeah. and we documented them for totally. all of our great uh, joy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, but we're, we're still uh, talking on the phone and praying together. Yeah. He's still helping us even with Kalo's church as one of our yeah. board members. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. he lives in Colorado, but we're still doing life together. Yeah. And you need friends that you're doing things with. You're creating intentional activities together. Mm-hmm. And, and it's powerful. And uh, actually, that's not the last point. Bonus point here. Number seven, <laughs> pray together. Matthew 26 says, this is Jesus. It says, he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he turned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? 
So this is after Jesus. He, he calls the disciples friends, and then he knows he's about to be crucified on the cross, experience a very painful death that opens the door for us all to experience life and life abundantly. And he's praying, and it says his sorrow is like to the point of death in his heart. And he asks his friends to pray with him, and they're not there. Yeah. They, they fall asleep. One of the best things that we can do is not sleep when our friends are going through something yeah, difficult amen. and pray with them. Yeah. You know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were just going through an especially low season with autism and our children and some parenting challenges. And some friends actually uh, came, you know, with masks and everything and said, we're going to pray for you. Yeah. And they prayed for us mm-hmm. and our family and our heart and our children for like, two hours and honestly I was having a hard time I didn't have a lot of faith to pray myself I didn't have words to pray but I could lean on their faith and they showed up as true friends and I I needed that and I'm just so thankful for our Kalos community that isn't just a friendly church but a a church of friends and so with all those points I I just want you to experience the blessing and the spiritual discipline of friendship. And one of the best ways to make friends is by joining a small group. In fact, we're starting brand new small groups this week. They're weekly gatherings for reading books, hiking, praying, worshiping, playing video games, and just being friends, seeking the kingdom, seeking the Lord together, praying, reading scriptures. All of that will be included in every activity. And the best part is anybody can sign up. All you got to do is go to kalos.church slash groups, click on this link, and you can scroll through all these different groups. Check them out right now if you want and sign up and be committed. They last about 13 weeks. Yeah. And I, I guarantee there's an environment there where the potential for making friends yes. is available yes. for each and every one of us. And so I'm thankful for the spiritual discipline of friendship. I'm thankful that Jesus calls us friends. Mm-hmm. And my, my prayer is that you would experience the beauty of friendship. Mm-hmm. Let me close with Ecclesiastes 4. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Dear Father, thank you so much for friendship. Thank you that you modeled to us what friendship is and you've empowered us to create more friends. Lord, I pray that you give us a grace as Kalos Church to help people find friends, to help sit the lonely in these communities, to draw the the best out of one another and to help each other follow you, Jesus. Lord, have your way. And for those of us who are extremely lonely, for those of us who don't know how to start, Lord, I pray that you would grant us, even right now, the courage to initiate new friendships. We pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen Amen. and amen. amen. Well, thank you for following along with us on this spiritual Christian discipline journey. And as you sign up for small groups, we're just so excited for you. And uh, before we transition, I want to give you an opportunity right now to make the decision to follow Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, it's the best decision you could ever make. And right now, we're going to put some words on the screen. And I want to encourage you, pray this out loud with us if you want to give your life to Jesus. Amen? Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's pray this all at the same time. Lord Lord Jesus, I need need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, thank you for praying that prayer with us. And especially if you pray that for the first time, we're so proud of you and we want to connect with you. 
So please text the number on the screen because following Jesus is a beautiful journey, but we don't want you to go on that journey alone. Amen. Well, what a great message. I am loving this series. So practical. And mm -hmm. I never would have thought that Christian friendship is a discipline mm -hmm. that we really need to have. So I loved you unpacking that and for us Love to receive too. that. <laughs> well, we want to <laughs> transition into a time of worshiping God with our giving. Mm -hmm. And I really am so excited because God continues to be our great provider here at Kalos Church. And I want you to know that when you give to Kalos, you are giving to life change. In fact, yesterday we just baptized four people Come at on. Kalos Church <laughs> because God is touching people's lives. So as you give today, I, I just encourage you to worship him and mm -hmm. Thank him for what he's doing in the lives of people. You can also set up reoccurring giving here with us as well online. Well, let's go ahead and see this testimony of life change. Hi guys, I'm Natalie and I've been coming to Kalos for about two years now. Um, I'm actually not from Seattle originally. I moved from the Midwest to here right after college. Um, I knew some friends at work and so we decided that we were going to find a church home together. Um, and so we would go on weekends and we would go to these large gatherings and um, my friends would be really excited to meet people after the service and me as an introvert would not be. So I'd kind of stand next to them and just kind of like nod along and be like, uh-huh, and like inside kind of cringing and just wanting to go home. Um, and so those friends grad gradually found their places and I kind of didn't. Um, so when I first came to Kalos, um, I noticed a real difference in that. Just the small church feel was really helpful for me and everyone was really genuine and kind. Um, and so I stayed and then when the pandemic hit we moved to house gatherings eventually and that was like the perfect thing for me um, I really felt like I flourished in that environment of um, having that small group of people um, weekly that I could talk to and uh, rely on and just grow closer in friendship and when we went back to in-person services a couple weeks ago that really helped me um, having that like base group of friends that I could talk to and gave me more confidence to talk to others um, so if you're like me and you're more of that introverted kind of person, I really encourage you to take advantage of small group season that's coming up and let yourself flourish in that environment and meet friends um, because we really are better together. And when you're around a Christian community, which I became a Christian in college, so I didn't always have that. Um, I notice now, like with this Christian community at Kalos, I'm just um, able to love people unconditionally and just um, really grow from them. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> And so that's just what Kalos has done for me. And I'm so excited to jump into the small group season um, and continue to be a part of this awesome community. So I hope you do the same. Thank you for that incredible yeah. testimony. Well, I am excited to share a couple of announcements with you today. The first one is that small groups do in fact start Woo! this week. Yeah. Kalos, small groups. Welcome to your rapid fire introduction of the spring 2021 small group season. All visual aids provided by Derek Goodheil. Let us begin. Mondays, worship group, online. Tuesdays, parent connect, online. Also Tuesdays, standing in the gap, prayer group, online. Wednesdays, American Sign Language for Beginners, online. Community group, in person. Rooted, discipleship intensive, in person. Women's group, emotionally healthy spirituality, in person. Thursdays, men's group, in person. Spiritual and physical disciplines, in person. Super Smash Brothers and Sisters in Christ, in person. Saturdays, Roots and Roasts, in person. Sundays, Sundays online together, online. Head to kalos.church slash groups to sign up today. 
<laughs> you did the finger, I did the thumbs up. Why did we do different things? Also, we have kids content that is online. So those of you families that are at home, uh, remember, you can go online, you can go to Kalo's Kids, and you can see the content that is freshly made for kids every single week. Well, on Tuesday, we're so excited to meet you online for Meet and Greet. Yeah. Those of you that have questions about Kalo's Church, maybe you want to come meet pastors or ask us questions, we can't wait because we're going to be on the other side of the computer, and we can't wait to hear your story. Yeah. We're excited to share the story of Kalo's Church and just help you understand more of who we are, and we have something special for you. We want to send dessert to your house yeah. so you can have something sweet as we sit down and we talk together. So sign up right here. We'll send dessert to your house. We'll get a link for you and we can spend time together on Tuesday night. Well, let me bless you before we worship. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. Be gracious to you and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and stand and worship together. Standing here in your presence, in a grace so relentless, I am one by perfect love, wrapped within the arms of heaven, in a peace that lasts forever,
Drawing close, stood by grace and all. 